Hello and welcome to Divided by Brand, the weekly podcast show for entrepreneurs, business owners and influencers. If you want to learn more about branding, hear from industry experts and first-hand accounts about ways that you might find yourself divided by your own business's brand, then this is the show for you. Join me, your host, Dan O'Cook, a brand identity specialist with over 20 years design experience and founder of Vi Design Co. I'm going to talk everything brand, but more specifically, I want to go behind the scenes of real life brand challenges that businesses and individuals have faced that has left them divided in their mind or divided by the people around them. I want you to learn with me exactly what real life brand divides people have faced and by overcoming them, did they help to create success? And don't forget, if you're not sure exactly what your brand is and how strong your brand is performing, then you can take my Brandscape Strength Test. It's designed specifically for anyone who wants to uncover six core areas of their business and how the brand is performing. It's completely free and the links are in the show notes. And I think you'll agree, that's quite enough jazzy intro. Can we just start the show, please? Hello and welcome to this episode of Divided by Brand. I'm your host, Dan O'Cock, and here's what's coming up on today's show. It's all a bit TikTok on this episode. I'm talking with Kyle, Kyle Kaplanis, and Kyle is a TikTok specialist. Now, I don't really know what that means, and I'm going to find out today exactly what's involved to become one. Um, Join me as I talk with Kyle, who essentially sits as the head of talent for his own talent management agency. They are called Project Z, and they represent some of the biggest creators on TikTok. And they help bring Fortune 500 brands to their channels. So among various huge TikTok talents, he also represents his daughter, who has now got 2 million followers on TikTok. He's got his own podcast, amongst other things. So let's get started with the interview and let's find out what's got Kyle to this stage in his journey and how big a part Brad has played in helping him to get there. Welcome to the show, Kyle. It's absolutely fantastic to finally get you on the show. Um, I think we chatted a couple of weeks back when we did our little intro call that I like to do. And um, first up, how have you been? How's things? Yeah, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and having me on your show. I'm pumped, and things have been things have been relatively good. I mean, despite you know we're all still stuck in in pandemic mode and, and quarantine, but you know you got to make it through these times and carry on and pump through. And that's just what we've been uh, doing over here. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the, one of the questions that I, I, it's a real good icebreaker, and it kind of gets a, a chance for. Uh, for listeners to hear what you've been up to is I love my guests to give me three wins that they've had in the last two weeks. What could you describe as three wins, Kyle? Tell us. Yeah, so um, this last two weeks have been really great because I was able to sign a new talent to our our management division um, over on TikTok, and she's a huge talent. In fact, we've actually signed two, which is pretty cool. So there's kind of like two wins within the one, um, which we're really pumped about her name. There's one Tila Dunn and Sira uh, Falk are, are the two talent. They're, they're fantastic creators that we're really excited to have on our agency side. Um, and nice. another side is, yeah, the another win would be the fact that we just signed, um, we just actually had a basically we do brand deals and, and partnerships and things like that. So this last 
two weeks, we've actually signed over about, I want to say about $500,000 in brand deals, which we're really jazzed about because we were coming into the year thinking it was going to be a little slow, yet we've just kicked off and started the year off with a bang. So we're really pumped about that. Mic drop at that point, half a million <laughs> dollars worth. I'm I'm down for that as a win for sure. <laughs> Congratulations! What a start to the year. That's, that's yeah. Thank you. You don't really hear those kind of success stories every day. Um, so yeah, well done. Any personal wins beside the business stuff? Personal wins? I guess being alive. I guess being alive is <laughs> a good personal win. But you know, um, anything going on in the personal life that's been of, of real stature in the last two weeks? Um, I would say that the personal side for me is last night was kind of a win. I had a good chat in this mental health group, and it was really cool, kind of re- releasing some things. And in the group, they were talking about imposter syndrome, and I think a lot of us even people probably listening have been through things like that. So it was, I had a win last night, like an aha moment when you just feel you're not alone in the world with certain dealings that you're dealing with personally. And so it was kind of a nice, kind of a win last night, actually, just to release and, and let go and just think that, Hey, we're all in this together during these hard times. And we all feel certain ways mentally. And yeah, so it was really good to just kind of clear my mind and start this uh you know it doesn't have to be a monday to start a new week fresh so i'm feeling pumped up nice pumped up today i like that and i can relate yeah 100 percent. and um you know that saying of um a problem shared is a problem halved when it comes to things like mental health is definitely um something that i think is true you know being able to talk about it's the first step definitely you know, so 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 good on you they're awesome wins thanks for sharing um that with me they're really good wins what i want to do um is just to i want obviously want to introduce you properly i want to give the chance for you to paint that picture for the listeners um so that you know we do that thing when we we're going to do a podcast episode and we do a bit of research and at first glance on online you involved with two businesses um you can have that persona on the the normal or the regular touch points on social platforms so that's what i know of you um but before we we delve into any of the business side of things and what you're busy with and where you're going and who you work with tell me let's go back a bit what's brought you to the point of founding these businesses let's go back before that what what's your story where does it start it's a crazy story actually so a little bit more about my background you know because when we dive into this this background thing will be kind of interesting to people is my background has nothing to do with social media or digital marketing or digital creators or anything like that I actually have a degree and I practiced uh, respiratory therapy. So I was a respiratory therapist for years out in the US. And the crazy thing is, as I was working in the US and working in the hospital and everything like that, I was um, singing a online karaoke app called Simule. Crazy as it is, I was just singing a song and I met my, my wife actually on the app. And she was living in the UK and we kind of fell in love and I moved over to the UK for two years. And so I have now four stepkids, which is just crazy. Um, Yeah. And so we decided, hey, let's move to Canada where I was born. So we moved here after two years of living in the UK. And so when we moved here, my daughter was pretty much my oldest. She's 19. At the time, she was just 17. and so she was really bored. She didn't have any friends. So she joined the app TikTok right when it was starting. And it was kind of like a joke back then, to be honest. So she kind of right. just joined it and nothing nothing to it. She was making videos, nothing about it. And then a few months later, she posted a video of her dancing and it just started going crazy. And so she started growing on there. And I was like, what the heck's going on here? What's 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 up with the this growth? And at the time, she was only at like 15,000 followers, which 
to us was just crazy. And to be honest, 15,000 followers is great anywhere. So I was really... I was going to say, at that point, (laughs) sorry to put in there, Cal, but I'm thinking like from a father's perspective, um, my daughter's a lot younger. um, She's actually only three. But from a father's perspective, when when you suddenly hear the number of 15,000... Um, and I know where this is going, but how did, uh, even at that point, how did you feel? Yeah, well, that's what got me intrigued. I was like, okay, what is this app? Because at the time, it really was like a joke, and even she was not taking it that seriously. So I jumped on. We all jumped on as a family to kind of check it out and see how she was doing. And, and we started being really supportive right from there on her kind of TikTok thing. Because like, like I said, I try not to downgrade the numbers because obviously they get a lot bigger. So I try to look back and be like, man, 15,000 is great. Anybody should be excited about that. But obviously she started transitioning and started growing really fast. So from 15,000, she almost jumped from 15,000 to about 400,000 within a matter of just a few weeks. And I was just wow. blown away. I was like, holy crazy and so now she's sitting at uh, two million followers but within that time i started hold on hold on a minute <laughs> rewind <laughs> she she's at what now she's at two million followers two million yeah. okay and and so let's just go between the 15 and two million and just remind me um, like what was that content that she was putting out I, I, she, we're going to come into it, but what was she doing? Yeah, she was she was showcasing her hip hop dance skills, which she's been dancing since she was little, since my wife's a dance teacher. So right. she's she was just showcasing that, and then just being fun and showcasing really funny videos, fashion, beauty, things like that, and and her music as well, which she just launched, and you can find her on Spotify under Jade Vincent. But she's yeah, it's it's crazy. So basically, how I got into what I'm doing now was because of her success there was people start reaching out to you when you have big numbers so she started getting emails to her like hey we want to work with you with these brands we want to we want to you know give you money to do these videos for these songs and i was like holy crap okay this is it so what i started to do was actually i flooded her over to linkedin and she started growing really fast on LinkedIn as well because me and her started a series on there about TikTok marketing and everything like that. And my mentor and the guy who is the main founder of Project C, one of my businesses, reached out to me and said, hmm. Kyle, how's it going? Like, I see what you're doing with Jade. This is huge. This is fantastic. And I was like, oh, okay. And so me and him had a chat and he realized, man, you're pretty, he's like, Kyle, you're really smart with this. Like you get this, this is a, you know, brand new social media channel. You understand it firsthand. You have a daughter that's lived through this. I'd love to talk to you about bringing you on with our company. And I was like, dude, like I have zero experience. And he's like, I don't care. Like (laughs) you don't need it. Like I, I just need you as a person, you understand more than and some of these other social media gurus out here on the Instagram or YouTube side. And I was like, all right. And just, we've been going at it now for over a year and it's just been awesome. We have some of the biggest talent, which we could talk a little bit more about, but that's, yeah, a little bit more about my story of kind of how I got to this point. Absolutely. So that, I guess, introduces um, Project Z, right? It's at that point where it became... Uh, part of your life that is uh, that's a real I mean one of the questions was when did things change so that is a key moment huge right? yes absolutely absolutely so did that mean bigger people in your life I mean were you relocating for that role yeah so fortunately I'm really grateful of the fact that he it, the cool thing is, is our office is in Santa Monica California but Duke is lives based in Toronto, which is in Canada. So he understands me living here as well. So obviously the pandemic kind of is keeping people from traveling. So it it works out where you can work from home and do a bunch of things at home and nobody's questioning anything. Once things open up, we'll be traveling a lot more back and forth to LA because it's nice for my daughter to get out there and collaborate with other creators as well. But for now, yeah, it's nothing that I had to relocate for. In fact, it's opened up so many more fun opportunities to meet new people and spend more time with my family so it's just been a great transition actually i know and to think that you were in uh, respiratory therapy beforehand yeah. 
I mean, was there ever, was there, did it feel like you would had enough of respiratory therapy or, you know, would you kind of miss it? I do. So I was working in the hospital in the U.S. And then when I moved back to Canada, I was able to get my license here, but I was doing more medical sales. So I wasn't really getting to practice my license how I loved, which was in the hospital. So I was, I was really excited to kind of give up the sales side of things. Um, especially the market I was selling in was really competitive and it was really straining on me. And the crazy thing is, is I actually got let go right before, um, Duke kind of contacted me. And then it was like, it was like this perfect, perfect storm just because my, right, my right. The company I was working for was just, it was like I said, this market was so competitive that mine was just one of the smaller ones kind of just got eaten up by the system so it was like perfect and i wanted to i was about to quit like three days before they kind of gave me this notice and i was like yes and then duke contacted me he was like this perfect perfect timing um so so the stars aligned for you yeah perfectly. yeah it really did it really did and but i do miss working in the hospital every once in a while i still say if there was ever a position that opened up where i could work there freely and just pick up a shift two shifts a month i, I would <laughs> i would probably do it just to keep it i, I miss that aspect of it but it's not something that i need to do uh, this what i'm okay. doing now is just so cool it's like it's like you said this starts aligned to put me in a position where i was built for like i was made for this role i love it yeah. I love it when I hear things like that. It's like you found this secret weapon. Yeah. You know, you've unlocked cheat mode almost. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, look, I mean, we both know the world's pretty crazy right now, to say the least. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, over the last 12 months, besides um, the new role, what what's changed uh, to what you do has anything changed as a result of what's going on <laughs> yeah the thing you know what's difficult for me because i do work from home is my schedule has changed dramatically i struggle with my routine so my day starts at so many different times because my routine's so different so it depends on what what i have scheduled in is what time i decide to make wake up or go to sleep and that's really actually been just a crazy thing. I'm trying to get more in a better routine now and scheduling things early in my day to force me to kind of get up and, and be prepared. But that's really changed. And it's changed for my kids too, because there was a, you know, a big time that they're back in school physically now, but there's a long time that they were online schooling. So it was just chaos at home, having four kids here. It was just, uh, yeah, just trying to juggle all these things. Fortunately, living, you know, I lived in the UK. So if we were in the UK, to be honest, we lived in a tiny house there. But fortunately, in Canada, the houses are much bigger. So it was, it, it was a, uh, we were. Um, Does that mean you can escape to a room somewhere, a quiet room? Yes. In fact, <laughs> all of us have our own spaces, which was nice. And, but I, I give it out to all the UK listeners that are listening right now to, to you guys. I understand the tighter quarters. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, and I can relate. It's, it's not that we live in a small home, but even any sized house, um, I think the smaller it gets, the more condensed the emotions become, the more, right. um, like the chance of of you know a flare up or when I mean any children need to be out you know and yeah. uh, we've got we've got to and it's it's a challenge it's a mm -hmm. challenge at the moment and especially what you were just saying about the um uh like that daily routine yeah um the the, the structures that everybody had in place around nine to five or the kind of routines of dropping kids off it's all when you have to take care of kids and juggle whether it's a job or running a business you it, it's like it's like reinventing the wheel because everything was working fine okay now we've just got to get on with this new way of doing stuff and uh it's it's hard you know so totally i i, I completely i completely relate i think we're finding our feet here um, you, you kind of find new grooves yeah. and other things that don't work and then, you know, fit things in around other things. Totally. So it's good. It's, it's good to hear. So 
what I wanted to ask you is like, I, I guess, you know, when you're in that classic role of um, being a respiratory therapist and people ask you what you do, you can answer that quite easily. Somebody comes up to you now and says, well, what do you do? How do you explain that? <laughs> it's fun. What do you I, do, Kyle? I love it. it. It really intrigues people because it's still so fresh and new. But I basically, I, I do two different things. So on the Project Z side, when I tell people is I'm a talent manager for some of the largest creators on the platform. So we sell digital media to Fortune 500 companies for our talent who are literally in the top 100. So... Yeah, my daughter's not even in the top 100. We have her on our roster, but we have like Michael Lee, who's his name is Just Mako on the app, and he's got 44 million followers. He's one of our, our top creators. And so, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty amazing to see. So when I talk to people about that, they're like, no, wait, what? What is this? Like, what's going on? But yeah, we're the, we're the first kind of, there's other agencies but we're really strictly focused on tiktok which is really exciting just because we know that this is the future of 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 media so yeah we're media buyers and and we help bring our talent some top brand deals with fortune 500 companies we were able to work with michael recently with walmart um they posted a really awesome live feature and we were able to get him a good deal there and so there's just some fantastic stuff i love it and well here's the question because you're talking to a tiktok virgin completely i don't have the app and i've never used the app (laughs) that's not to say that i wouldn't or won't but why tiktok what is it about tiktok that's kind of oh i guess made you sit up take an interest and embrace it yeah sell it to me what's the story there well the the interesting thing is my second business is called biz talk b-i-z-t-o-k like a play basically a play on word there with tiktok and i talk to people I love just that like name. i'll jump in and say that that's a brilliant name we'll come on to it in a minute but it's a, it's a good name that for sure. So I, my passion is talking to people just like you, giving them a, a fresh perspective on, on TikTok. But basically what's exciting about it is video is king right now. And I don't think that's going to change. People realize that in social media with, with not just social media, but with marketing, in order to reach more people, you have to kind of connect with them on more of a human element. And in order to do that, isn't through a photo, people don't really relate to it too much but with a video they can speak to somebody and really capture their emotion and so video is king right now so tiktok is just video based focused and it's short so it's short form content it's the first short form content app to really take off so you're able to make a video 60 seconds or less to capture an audience and it's just really it's huge the the algorithm is what's so powerful about it traditional social media their algorithms are based off of who you connect with and like they're kind of going to feed you information on like your you know your feed and things like that yeah about things that they enjoy uh, your friends and your connections and they try to hopefully you they hope that you find there's some sort of similarities there but ultimately some of the people you're connected with are usually friends and family and at the end of the day you don't have a lot of similarities with some of your personal choices of things you like so it's not really you, you don't really feel connected on tiktok the algorithm is based off of you only solely nothing to do with your followers so it only gives you content on things you enjoy so that's why it's really addicting and really fun but the best part is for the marketing aspect of it is that it's going to then push your content so let's say you talk about cameras you're a camera selling company and you sell cameras it's going to literally push your content to everybody who loves cameras and is a photographer or wants to look to purchase cameras it's going to push it to those exact people with zero you don't have to spend a single dollar and and the algorithm just knows and and literally floods it there so people are having some huge success for their business as well so it is all around that that algorithm. And there's me just thinking it was um, for kind of teens that want to be stupid in their bedroom and uh, 
you know, <laughs> mime to different songs. That's I think that's the the most viral stuff that I've seen and never talked or even read about that oh, it, marketing. It's changed side. a lot. More than thirty, so thirty five percent of the app is now comprised with people over the age of thirty five. So that's a huge, huge jump there. The app is completely transitioned. It is more focused on education. In fact, TikTok has released a billion dollar learn on TikTok creator fund for people who are using educational content and, and talking about brands and, and things like that. So they really changed their game. It's not that a bunch of teens lip syncing. Sure, you see that once in a while, but it's really shifted. Yeah. Is it shifting for the better, do you think? Because, oh, you know... Yeah. You do think that they kind of sometimes these platforms can lose what they were originally about and what made them fun when the corporates get a hold of them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, they I think it's for the better. It's still geared. So the thing is, if you like teens lip syncing, you can still get that content because it is for you. I like it now that they've added more of an educational base for those who are older demographics you know millennial gen x boomers they don't want to come and see the lip syncing team so there's now there's yeah. more content creators on there creating things that are enjoyable the cool thing is is i learn more on tiktok in one day than i have probably in the last five years because it's just giving you so much information really quick to the point that you're just constantly learning new things and you can dive into these little rabbit holes of learning more within that like niche market which is just it's just so cool. I mean, it's it's a so blast. How long is a video then? You just said they're short. Is it, is it a minute yeah, worth of video? Yeah, seconds or less. So typically, you can make a video uh, as small as basically five seconds. Um, so yeah, sixty seconds or less is crazy. And then, do you have to condense? I mean, I don't want this to turn into a podcast <laughs> teaching people how to use TikTok. But do you then put your call to action in the video or does it kind of pop up and tell you what to do? Or no. I feel like you, a complete amateur. Yeah, no, you literally just have to like record. Uh, there's, it's very simple. I mean, you literally just do your video and record. You can add text to the, to the thing. You have to be really creative, you know? And there's a ton of people having tons of success by with even 15 second videos of building their personal brand or even selling products and things like that. There's companies blowing, especially small businesses right now, just blowing up all over TikTok. Um, and you could put your call to action. You have to be creative, but people want to see authenticity. So it's not more like selling anymore. You you can't be too salesy on there. You will literally get thrown away. People will comment in your comments too, like salesy. They'll, they'll call right, you out. Right. You have to just be authentic. So if you have a personal brand, people want to learn about you. Like what actually, why are you passionate? And if you can display that, people will love it. So it just becomes more of like, um, yeah, don't go on there to sell yeah. or talk about, uh, uh, I guess, an offer or a service. Go on there to let people learn about you. Yeah, exactly. We're over it. Like, think of it, how many ads, we're bombarded by ads daily. Like, we see hundreds of ads a day and we don't even realize it. We're just surrounded by it. So on TikTok, even their motto is don't make ads make TikToks. So on their advertising side, you can pay, you know, to run ads, but they're very keen on brands actually making videos that fit within the app, not making it too advertising. So it's really, it's really cool. I love that they, that's their motto and the ads that do the best are ones that you almost don't even know it's an ad. And in the comments, people will be like, this is the best ad ever. I actually enjoyed watching this. So, yeah. So, so here's a question then, because I'm going back to when you're talking about um, the, I can't remember his name, the guy that had 44 million mm, followers. So, how do you help that, that uh, influencer um, create content that is an advert, but while staying true to their brand? Because they've got a brand. Yeah, absolutely. Right? 
Or is that the trick? Is that the part? That's that's the real hard part. That that is the trick. Luckily, these creators, even though they're really young, are really smart. And brand advertisers are realizing, okay, like they have to give them a lot of creative control. So it is true that the brand typically has their action of what they need, right? So they're like, okay, we want to sell. Let's say it's a product. They're like, wait, we want to obviously sell this product, but it's really important for there to be a good symmetry there for the creator to be comfortable to where their their audience doesn't see it as salesy and it comes across still being able to sell product. So you have to be, bring the authenticity there. So we obviously help our creators. We don't just bring them a bunch of brand deals. They has to fit within their kind of uh, where there's going to be some good symmetry. And we've had some really great successes with some of these businesses where the ad looks really fun and it's basically just fits really great within the creator page where if you just scroll you almost wouldn't notice it unless you read the caption and see it says to add in there and it's really been awesome and the return of investment for these companies is just massive because it's so it's such it's more authentic and people if you can reach your 44 million fans in an authentic way they're going to purchase more versus just like kind of a forced ad that just seems really yeah. really awkward and people are wise to it they know yeah. it oh yeah you know when they just won't get like you've just said tossed out the window if it's forced they're just like yeah whatever exactly especially gen z if you think about it they've literally been hearing ads from the womb because social media has been around since then yeah. and if you i don't know if your kids watch youtube yet but of course my they do. Kids, of course. that's my that's my one hour a piece every right? morning. And tell me this, they probably know exactly where that skip button is. I'm sure they wait for it. Like my kids. Oh yeah. My, uh, my youngest is is seven, and on an they almost know exactly when that that trigger is going to tr- trigger over for an ad, and they're ready there for that five seconds to hit that skip button so fast, and they don't even pay attention. They're just they're over it even as that age. So if you think these kids are like experts within advertising and they don't even know it. I know. So, They've just defined a five second um, window yeah. that, ad, that ad people have now got to 100%. try and engage them. And that's the same on TikTok. Yeah. You have, they say even on TikTok, you have two seconds to get somebody's wow. attention and it needs to be, and yeah, so it's, it's crazy, but so here's a question then the people these influencers um which they're the people who hold the the power i guess uh, are you finding that they are reaching out to learn and grow their own brands oh, more than ever before a hundred percent they they understand that the power of branding is is huge because if you put all your eggs in one basket, obviously we're, we're all hoping that TikTok sticks around, but if they build a brand that's larger than that, then it doesn't matter what happens to social media. Cause a lot of people say that, oh, what happens if that, that ends? Well, they'll be able to continue their brand throughout their career, wherever. So they really do take it seriously. These influencers we're working with, and we also help them as well. So I try to talk to a lot of talent. I say, <clears throat> excuse me. I talk to a lot of talent and tell them, hey, look, you might be a social media influencer, but let's change that mindset and say, you're a brand entity. You're you're literally a brand, you're a business. And when they kind of have that mindset, it really does help define who they are and, and start creating more of a brand aspect around them. So is that part of the role of Project Z? Yeah. Do you guys get into any of that with them? Yeah, we do. So we manage them, not just bringing them brand deals, but we also help kind of position them into things that they want to do. So for instance, I'll use my daughter as an example, is she really wanted to be a singer and growing, like I didn't have any experience with it. We didn't know what kind of studios, we didn't even have the money at the time to look into invest in those things. And it, without a following it is really difficult to make it as a career you know in that as like in that spectrum of artistry so with this we decided hey let's launch project z we just actually launched our own the record label it's called project z music group and jade is one of our artists on there so we were able to get her in nice. the studio we have a music producer and she was able to launch four cover songs just to kind of kick it off and see how it goes so that's that's exactly what we do. We help some of our creators 
um, some of our talent as well. We we're positioning them. They really wanted to be podcasters. So we got them some podcast deals through ones through Revolver, another one through Podcast One and things like that. And so uh, one of our other talent, she really wants to do film and, and get into the kind of movie scene. So we're helping position her into more of those roles and in, in film like that. So yeah, we definitely help help them with everything encompassing their brand. I love it. I mean, it's it's coaching, really, mm-hmm. if you think about it. The same way, well, I guess it is brand coaching. I'm just trying to think of it as a term. You know, when, you, when, when you're a sports person, you've got that agent to help guide you. And that's essentially what you're doing. But to these... Um, yeah. These influencers. Yeah. That's the biggest way I could see it or visualize it. I love it. So let's let's have a look down this list because there was a couple of questions that I had teed up here. Um, we've covered off the brand stuff because it is... It's, I find it so intriguing that people who are listening probably haven't really thought about the power of brand um, and what it can actually uh, what it means and what it can do for them but if there's anyone listening that would class themselves as an influencer or you know or saying hey I'm nearly in the position where I could call myself an influencer mm-hmm. what would you say could you give them three things that they should do if they want to get the most out of like what would, what do they need to be thinking about mm-hmm. Top three things. No, for sure. Top three things is if you actually want to be classified as an inf- influencer and monetize, the, like you want to actually monetize your account. Number one, you definitely need to treat yourself like a business. So there's a lot of people that don't look at it like that because they're kind of young or or they just go into it thinking I'm going to be a social media star and do whatever I want. You have to treat yourself like a business with, with that, including you need to be brand safe. A lot of people don't realize that. So you have to really think of your content and strategy and think, will brands work with me on the content I'm creating? And if the answer is no, then your your chances of making it a successful, because you can be an influencer and have like on non-brand safe content, but you're obviously monetizing is going to be really difficult for you. So I always say, yeah. you know, be brand safe. Would a brand work with you and the content you create? Uh, another thing is if you do have somewhat of a following and the thing is you don't have to have millions like my daughter has two million there's a lot of brands out there that work with micro influencers who have anywhere from like two to two to ten thousand followers but what is really important to set yourself apart is you need to have a media kit and i talk about it you know on my on my biz talk website as well but how a media kit works is it's just a little bit of a it's like a one pager or you could have a two pager of just saying a little bit about who you are and how you can kind of fit well with the brand and don't be afraid to reach out to brands if you think about it as an influencer there's thousands thousands of creators on the app brands can't fall find anybody like they, they they're not going to see every single person out there to be able to find so they might not be able to reach out to you and find you but if you reach out mm. to them they'll think wow this person took the initiative let's give them a shot and trust me brands love when influencers take that initiative because it shows that they're wanting to work they're wanting to you know to work with you and and make that brand stand out and things like that so they'll they'll probably work with you over somebody else yeah, and I guess it's just the fact that you've taken the time yes. to do that, that you're taking it seriously. Exactly. So, yeah, I could see that being huge. I'm going to put some links in the show notes, but if you want to give it out um, now, what's the website where they, they can go if they want to look at this media kit um, guide that you've put together? Yeah, it's on my uh, website. It is uh, biztalk, B-I-Z-T-O-K dot co, so dot C-O brilliant and if they go on there they'll be able to find where that media kit is right yeah if you just go into the um resource section of my website you'll be able to find it perfect so number one treat yourself like a business i guess take yourself um, as seriously as possible and think about how 
you know that that consistency thing think about who you want to engage with and the type of content that you want to put out would you think that would be a fair comment yeah, absolutely get your media kit in line mm-hmm. and i think that would fall under the brand of whatever you 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 decide that your brand is going to mm-hmm. be always speak to a brand specialist <laughs> that's coming from two <laughs> myself and kyle yes um, i see a lot i mean you you'll be the same um you see people that have a go themselves and sometimes it can work but more often than not and i hope you agree to have an outside expert take a look will will help guide you much better better and give you a balanced opinion on that yeah 100 percent, i agree i often hear people that just or they come to me and they're just going around in circles <laughs> totally <laughs> and it's just because they just they don't have that extra set of eyes so give me a third thing what what's the other thing that an, an influencer should really be thinking about if they're they're going to make some money at it yeah uh, consistency you have to if you're going to be an influencer you have unfortunately if that's your goal and desire you have to treat it like a job so you have to be consistent you have to show up every single day making good content and a lot of times people really want to do it but they don't realize wow it, it is like a job and it's not like i get to just make all this money and do whatever i want you actually have to be on it every day and show up so that's that's another a key point for sure but i love what you said as well i'm just going to kind of go back and, and saying having a third set of eyes um i talked to a creator on tiktok recently and kind of give her a little bit of feedback on what i thought her account can do and me and her brainstorming she was talking with her team and they didn't even see it but i said bonnie you know you need to be you need to have more face facial recognition of yourself not just your product and she realized wow you know what you're right and th- they would have kind of kept doing those circles like you said um and not connecting with their audience fully until we kind of sat down and, and had those talks so it is important to talk to somebody outside of what you're doing to to have another set of eyes to give you some more feedback absolutely i think that's for for most businesses as well you know yeah even if you're you know an entrepreneur running your own business you become you have that tunnel vision approach you can't see the wood for the trees or going about you know you, you get that thing of i can't work out this well that's because you're probably only thinking about it from one angle which is your angle or one perspective and so i 100 agree with you uh, on that one so let's let's shift from project z because i'm quite keen to spend a little bit of time Mm -hmm. looking at my kind of count here i want to hear a little bit more about biz talk because i think when i when we chatted on our intro you called it your i don't know your personal thing your side thing yeah it sounds a bit more than that but you know, tell us tell us a bit about BizTalk. Yeah, BizTalk is where I help entrepreneurs, small businesses, I mean, even smaller talent that we don't work with on our actual talent agency side, because they might be a little bit smaller. I help them gear up their personal branding and, and market themselves on TikTok. And I love to do it in, in many ways, just giving them some guidance on where, where to start, feedback, anything like that so i'm looking to work with creators who want to help so i do consulting and coaching and things like for their for their brand um also i run within biz talk i have a podcast as well that i run called biz talk it's part of my brand and on there i i discuss interviews strategies tiktok strategies with brands that are killing it over on there so things that they've been doing that are working really well that they've amassed hundreds of thousands to millions of followers for their personal brand or their small business and i dive in and talk to them on there and that's been a really it's been a really big success and it's helping a lot of people i get reached out to by tons saying hey these podcasts are really helping me because i'm learning all these strategies so with biz talk that's my goal is to help give the strategies needed to kick off somebody's small business in that marketing so if somebody wants to add tiktok to their marketing strategy definitely reach out because i'd love to have a chat awesome and i'm going to put a link again in the show notes to that website and um the podcast is obviously on the website as well so definitely go check it out i came across i think it was your last episode um with 
I forgot the lady's name. Did I jot it down? I think she had about 14 million followers. Like, she was not a small-time influencer that you had on the show. I was like, these are some good people that he's talking <laughs> to here. And, it, and you'd put your snippet, I think it was on LinkedIn, mm. so it's just like a little 60-minute snippet, uh, sorry, 60-second snippet. Can you remember who the, who the guest um, was you had I'm on I'm trying last? to think, because my, my last guest was Sharon, uh, Shannon Burns, but she's not, I don't think it was her. I wonder if it was... Um, a genie. I wonder if it was Jeannie Weenie that you saw. She's got she's got four million followers actually. Um, it might have been. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking big numbers, and <laughs> I think if anybody is is kind of got this far through this episode and thinking they want to hear more from you, hear more about the, the guests, it's definitely worth a listen to the show because we're not talking about wannabes. We're talking about people. It seems that you talk to people that have been through it and, and oh yeah certainly yeah. done it oh, my, yeah. the, everybody on my show is somebody that is either has millions of followers to learn about the strategies of what they got there and then learning about how they've now taken that that growth and are able to monetize and change their life but i've had people on my show like for instance erica cruz at the time when she got on my show had ninety-eight thousand followers so way lower than a million but the reason why i had her on is she was a, a tech she was working in a tech job and she her whole life she wanted to be an entrepreneur and start a business and so she kind of went on tiktok and talked about hey i want to start this business and people were like well i'm interested i'll be a client and with one tiktok post she was able to generate 398 hot like not well more than that but 398 people signed up for her course that she was launching and she was able to make more money than she was making that whole year with her job in one month just from one 60 second tiktok post whoa there's a staff yeah i love stats so like she that. quit I love her it. job and now she does it full time and that was with ninety-eight thousand followers which to be honest to get there only took her I, I believe it was like three three months or so so it just it's crazy the fact that people are it's changing their lives and and so the people i have on my show are really cool success stories of real people like these are people i know some of them personally too i know they're it's not anything crazy they didn't buy anything they didn't have a mentor yeah. that held their hand and was like okay this is what you want i'm gonna get it for you they literally built it just like me and you could with our phone at home so it's just it's really cool what stories i look yeah I, I definitely have an intrigue into those stories um right there's a couple of questions that i'd like to make sure that i include in every episode so the first question i want to ask you is um i quite like this one but if you if you met yourself 10 years ago what would you say to yourself so what are we in now 2021 <laughs> go back to 2011 there's kyle in the bar after a shift as a respiratory therapist what are you going to tell him you know what i would say is kyle stop okay i used to worry so much and save my money a lot like which is great right but i didn't really take yeah. that many risks and i wish that i could go back and tell myself hey take that trip there's so many trips i didn't go on because i was like ah should i should i and i wish i would have told myself you know what go book those trips with your friends that they wanted you to go and then they went and you did it and you just decided to pick up a yeah. few extra shifts at the hospital because if i could tell myself now hey look there's this pandemic coming up and and you know it's going to limit your traveling and and you're going to be stuck at home i wish that i had those experiences because who knows how long you know i mean hopefully this doesn't last any longer and we can go back to those things but i wish that i was able to do that more especially when i had more freedom and time obviously with kids and stuff it's changed but yeah, yeah. To, i would have told myself hey look take the time now while you have the freedoms that's what i would say and i think i, I get I, I i know exactly what you mean and i would say like make the memories while you can mm. like don't a memory and an experience is a lifetime yes. isn't it it's there to tap into and it's something that I look back now and go I'm not that I kind of turn down a lot of stuff but it, you know once you get to that age where you do have commitments and then you think well it becomes a privilege when you get to go out of the house nowadays but I know what you mean it's like create those memories enjoy yeah, them yeah and I, I want to say too so a little bit of a story on that 
is because I worked in the hospital and I was able to see people who of all ages, but I was able to help and take care of people who were older, elderly, dying. I was I was always curious to talk to these patients who were, you know, in their 90s and they're literally in their last days to be able to ask them questions about their life. And I had a guy that I talked to and it really changed my my life actually. I was like, hey, you know, what is some advice you could give me? And he like grabbed my hand and he was like, Kyle, I, I wanna tell you this, take those opportunities that come up in your life. If your heart is like, I need to do this, but you have all these fears, he's like, leave those fears behind because I'm telling you right now, laying here at, as a 95 year old man that I only have a few days left don't have regrets because you will if you don't take them and those opportunities do not come back so when the world presents them to you you need to just drive dive in because the world will help you succeed so if you you know like people who might be listening and maybe they want to start their own business it's like do it Mm. it will work itself out believe it or not you just have to take that leap of faith and because the opportunity is not going to come back so the more you put it off the less chances of you actually succeeding with it so. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> like literally, my skin is like because it, it it resonates. Mm. Just that there was one part that you just said things will work themselves mm-hmm. out, and they 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 do. They do. I, I don't <laughs> know how. Either, but they, they just do. do. I love it. What an answer! Like, that's brilliant. Now I'm gonna kind of round up, but there's one question, and I've kind of saved it till the mm-hmm. end. So. I like to give a guest a chance to pick um, a boldest brand for the episode. So each episode, they can pick someone, something that's kind of really doing it for them right now. And um, tell me, who, who, what things have you chosen for your boldest brand? Yeah, my boldest brand right now, and I'm obsessed, is the app Clubhouse. So, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, it is changing the game uh with so many things i've i've been on it now only for about maybe six or seven days and the relationships i have built on there are out of this world people who i would never have thought to be able to connect with because some of them are huge business owners or really big in the like i've talked to a couple music producers that are just huge in the industry that i would never have been able to like reach out by email and you're able to go into these rooms and just network it's like these giant networking events and you get to just go talk to people and because it's voice not just texting or or anything like that where you can't really build that connection with voice you can you can have a conversation and you're able to instantly connect i'm a huge fan and i think clubhouse is going to be stick around for a long time and i think it really shows that people really just want that human connection and being able to speak to somebody is just so huge, especially right now in this pandemic where we feel like we're so isolated. I love this choice and I wanna I wanna delve a little bit, not spend ages on it as a topic, but I have spent, uh, I've only just got involved, so I got an invite and I've spent two days, you know, just delving in and out and getting a feel for it before I get there. You know, I think you get, you kind of work stuff out before you jump in, don't yeah. you? And, um, I'm really smitten by the potential of it mm. for those exact reasons that you've just said. So being able to hear somebody, um, but more importantly, find the right topic mm. that I want to hear more information about. Um, I think it's a really, really interesting platform. It is. Um, when you've picked it as bold as brand, how you picked it as bold as brand though, I I th- I feel like the I'm yet to discover the brand itself, <laughs> but I'm also thinking that perhaps the brand is is evolving uh, yeah. uh, day by day, yeah. um, and I don't think they quite know <laughs> what it's going to be. Or do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? no, for sure, it's so ground floor, and, and it's true. It, yeah. nobody really knows. It, the people even on the app are like they're growing, but I love it because it's not about the numbers. People are just there to have a chat. And so it's true. The brand itself is still relevant. Like there's probably a lot of people listening, like what is this clubhouse? Or they may have heard of it and thought it was something else, but 
it is so fresh it's true it'll be really cool to see how this brand emerges and and becomes more of a of a thing because i personally don't think it's going to go anywhere especially the experience i've had already of how how valuable like how much value it's brought to me i think it's going to stick around a ton so yeah it will be really interesting to see that and it does it does actually remind me of the first versions of facebook Mm. Um, when I first signed up, I can't remember when that would be, but it's got that early like SaaS startup feel about yes. it, but it's exciting. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm really intrigued. And I'm, like I said, I'm only a couple of days in. Um, at the minute, for me, it's just finding that time to sit down because I know I could probably quite happily sit oh. and listen for an hour in and out of rooms. You, 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 you know? could be lost in there. I think one night I did like six hours and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, because you just can pop in and out. And the cool thing is, is you can find rooms that are related to either business and just sit there and talk to industry experts. I mean, Gary Vee's on there all the time. I jumped in a room as well where Mr. Beast was talking about his YouTube success. And, you know, he's a huge YouTuber having all these things. It was really cool to hear. There's, I jumped into a room and there was a lot of artists like, um, Fat Joe and Neo from you know that I grew up with like on the R&B and hip hop side and I was like this is so cool that you're hearing from all these real people and, and listening to them and speak and you have the opportunity to talk to them which is yeah which is that's so right cool. stick your hand up and get on stage and go go yeah, ask them the questions people, that's exactly big. people are so friendly and nice but the aspect there's a personal aspect of it as well there might be a room that says hey uh i love podcasting let's just talk about podcasts in a casual way and then you go in there and i jumped into a room the other night that was called millennials versus gen z and it was a really fun conversation we had I was in there for for so long and it wasn't anything to do with business. We were just talking about that, but I generated some business leads actually from it just because we had a casual conversation and you're like, Hey, like you're a cool guy, like, or vice versa. Hey, let's connect offline. Let's like, so we jumped over on Instagram and and DM'd and I have a call set up this week that wasn't even intended to go in there with. So it's just, yeah, it's just a fun fun aspect and it's like literally going to these you don't even have to go to network events now you just jump in there it's like going to an event sitting meeting people and because of our the pandemic what a perfect time to kind of launch this where we we're so we really want to have conversations so it's a great place and the invite thing is a great little trick it you is know, the scarcity it of is. it is brilliant it's worked really well um, and I, I think I forget who um, offered me an invite, but like when they offered me, I felt kind of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I did want an invite, but then I felt like I was part of the club. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Exactly. And I was like, this is, I know. And th- then I asked him. I said, what's the first rule of uh, Clubhouse? <laughs> did we talk about it or not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so listen, I've really enjoyed um, this interview, Kyle. We're coming up on the hour mark, and I try and you know keep it around or at least under that. So um, we've covered some really, really interesting topics, and I think we could. I think we both could probably spend another hour. Um, <laughs> I think. I think it's been flowing. I don't know if you felt no, the same. For sure, it doesn't feel like we've been talking that long, but it's it's true. You could just keep going. I get it. <laughs> It's good. Well, maybe we'll see each other in Clubhouse. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, I'll check out. I'll check that out and add you. And we'll follow each other for sure, and, and maybe have a conversation over in there. Awesome. Well, all that's left for me to do is say um, thank you very much for coming on the show, Kyle. Uh, it's been great to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. So here we are, the end of another episode. I'd just like to say thank you very much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot to me. And if you've been sat listening, pondering your own brand and have decided that perhaps it's not quite as strong as you would like, then why not take my brand strength test? I've designed it to be an indication of just how well your brand is performing. The best thing is it's completely free. So if you hit the links button in the player, That'll then take you through to my Brandscape strength test. There's also a direct link found in the show notes as well. And it will uncover six core areas of your brand that we will take a look at and decide 
How well are they performing? Are they performing as well as you want? And could areas be improved? You'll get a customized report that I will deliver one-to-one with you. And that's it. That's all there is to it. So go on, click it. It's free. What are you waiting for? If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave a review. And the podcast is available to subscribe on all of the major download platforms. Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, amongst others. You can follow me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those are available via my website. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, how do you expect anyone else to be?